Hubhopper Originals. Are you tired of the media constantly bashing your favorite football club? Are you fed up of the clickbait content? Are you annoyed that the media in your country just covers one sport and it is in football? Do you want this football 24/7? Well, you are not alone. In a time when the joy of football is at its absolute peak, the beautiful game still seems to be at the back burner in the sporting community and remains an unknown commodity for the masses. Keeping that in mind, we have launched an official VAR a hub hoppers original where i prasad butkar shoma samuel and suprabhu gupta talk about all things football ranging from european football to indian football covering every aspect in detail of all the events that are taking place and make sure you are experiencing fresh content every week while attaining a different perspective yes you heard me right a different perspective of the beautiful game that we all love to watch and play well my question to you is are you ready for this Welcome back to episode 2 of the unofficial VAR a hub hopper original what a week of football this has been and there have been so many results around the footballing world the domestic leagues the champions league well some performances have led to you know high cigarette uh, uh, sales Mal- with marlboro and we all saw what happened at old trafford even the heineken sales have gone up Well, before we get into anything on this episode, let me introduce myself. I'm your host Prasad Bhutkar, and I'm joined by my co-host Supratim Gupta and Slowmo Samuel. Well, guys, um, have you tried Heineken? Yes, I have. <laughs> have you, Slowmo? No, no, no I, I don't drink. Ah, uh, so Slowmo, you should. D Maria, actually, D Maria could be the brand ambassador of Heineken. Well, guys, I know you're keen. I, I think uh, Pogba was a little high when he got that uh, red card. Pogba. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, I am sure that wasn't beer, that was whiskey. But <laughs> that tackle was whiskey. But let's get into what we are going to do on this episode. And since it's a weekly episode now, we are going to get you a review on the Premier League. Um, we are going to talk about um, the Madrid derby. Go to the Champions League game, Man United versus PSG. Uh, Arsenal's shocking. defeat to beat borussia in the europa league yeah. one result where the entire world is waiting to know what happened i know it happened it won't happen the next week hope so and chelsea versus manchester united in the fa cup so much to look forward to on this episode of the unofficial var well supro starting with you mm-hmm. hmm, where the malboro sales went high um sari steam has lost 6 nil yeah man city 6 chelsea nil uh, absolutely clinical performance i won't say clinical out of the blocks on fire what do you comment on the game yeah it was a shocking result uh, especially where the premier league premier league is heading at the end of the season and what surprised me was the last time chelsea and manchester city played at stamford bridge uh, sari recognized the fact that his team weren't as good as manchester city and therefore he went with a pretty conservative approach but surprisingly he went uh, he tried to play 2-2-2 with peps Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium, and he got, and he paid the price for it. Where uh, Manchester City were up four nil uh, at the end of thirty minutes, they ne- they were never in the game. Uh, Chelsea, that is, they had a couple of shots on target, uh, just like against Bournemouth. And Sari has a humongous job to do at the moment because because of the result against Bournemouth now, and now because of the result against Manchester City, their goal difference has taken a big hit. Uh, 
Mm. They have not conceded 29 goals in the Premier League, so down they are sixth in the table. Suddenly, from they were fourth in the table and they were the favourites to qualify the top four, and now they are sixth. This is the beauty of the Premier League. And Sari, if he doesn't stop this downslide, then maybe he'll lose his job. Oh, absolutely. And uh, they were fifth before they played the game. Then they became sixth. And uh, you rightly pointed out four two weeks back when Arsenal beat them, and it's gone all downhill from there for exactly. them in the Premier League. Well, Arsenal earned a scrappy win over Huddersfield. Although there are so many questions on the selection, we might we'll do that a bit later in the future episodes. United were three nil winners over Fulham. Uh, Liverpool were back on track, beat Bournemouth three nil at home, and Tottenham Hotspur against the run of play, where Leicester were kind of the better team, still came out with a victory three one at Wembley. Courtesy Young Min Song and Ericsson Brilliance, they are missing Harry. They aren't missing Harry Kane and Delhi Ali by the way. And those two are out. And they are performing up to that levels. Well, Slomo, let's get you on board. And the Madrid derby, did the result surprise you? I remember you saying it would be a draw. Mm. Uh, was that Madrid's performance a surprise? Real Madrid, by the way. Um, I think yes, because a um, uh, Madrid usually turn up. I I think Supro had said once. Uh, this is they play like a season very like. Not so uh, strongly till Feb, and then a uh, post Feb they start to pick up. So the business I, I, end, yeah. Business end and uh, Madrid. I I think like uh, they do like a hostile takeover of the whole of of uh, Europe from like Feb to uh, May. So I think this is how uh, Madrid turned up, and uh, I was surprised at the result. Also at uh, even uh, uh, Vinicius Junior, his uh, performances he played well, even versus. Ajax. So I was surprised at the uh, uh, result. I thought like it would be just like a scrappy draw, as how the Madrid derbies are. But it turned out to be a good Madrid, a comfortable Madrid win for that sake. Absolutely, and Real Madrid by with that win have moved above Atletico Madrid and are now second in the table. Well, Supro, we you remember uh, we were talking in the season in the before the previous El Clasico after the El Clasico mm-hmm. the fiasco the Lopetegui fiasco yep. uh, very good progress from them you know after that isn't yeah. it yeah they never believed in Lopetegui's philosophy and that was a big problem but uh, Solari Solari is a kind of manager who is more of a man manage, man manager rather than you know being a tactical guy and that that is what suits Real Madrid at the moment they have the players to play the game and again, even against Atletico Madrid, they were not afraid of the uh, team that they had in front of them because we know Atletico Madrid as a defensive juggernaut that they are. But True. in the few in the few years since the Champions League final in Lisbon, Atletico Madrid have lost a few defenders, and some of the defenders like Godin have also aged uh, a lot. So there were that was that factor which led to the big victory for Madrid. Shlomo, I, I think in uh, sorry in. I just butted in, but in in terms of uh, uh, Solari, I think the media pressure hasn't been much on him uh, yeah. in terms of uh, Lopetegui because Lopetegui he lost his job just before the World Cup, barely like five six days before the World Cup, and I think Solari doesn't have much pressure as a a Zidane or a, a Jose Mourinho when when they were Madrid. So I think that's what's worked for him, and he's slipped under the radar and comfortably. Doing the job. Yeah. At, uh, at Madrid. Mm. Yeah, and Slomo, uh, Bilbao and uh, Barcelona played out a nil nil draw, yeah. meaning that Barcelona had a chance to extend their lead, but now they're just six points 
above Real Madrid with an El Clasico to go. And by, mind you, Real Madrid are in the form of their life from February to the end of the season. Do uh, do you see Barcelona still going on to win the title? So I I think uh, the title should be decided at the El Clasico. If it's a draw, maybe it turns out to be Barcelona's way. But you never know. Madrid might just come uh, from behind and sneak a win. Um, at, I I think the this is at the new uh, camp now hmm. the El Clasico. I think it's it's happening in March, so it it should be a fairly exciting game. And uh, but the title is up for grabs. Uh, Barcelona are known to slip up a little bit towards the end of the season, and Madrid there come like from the behind. They're slow. They're slow from the blocks, like uh, maybe like a uh, Usain Bolt in his prime. But once they hit their stride, there's no stopping them. Well. Uh... I think I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, both the El Clasicos now will be at the Santiago Bernabeu. But still, Madrid being the shaky team that they are, you you cannot be sure about this Madrid side. Like it doesn't have those the the guy likes of Pepe and you know even Danilo's gone and uh, Carvajal is in and out. So yeah, so there's so much more work for Solari to do. But Slupro, let's get. your focus on the UEFA Champions League and yeah. i wish like we could play the anthem and we could uh, get into no, the <laughs> no, something like that <laughs> yeah something like that and let's go straight to old trafford let's go straight to yeah. old trafford yeah. uh, you know let's open up a bottle of heineken first and there was a guy who did that heineken celebration that's going to be spoken about for weeks now and his name is angel di maria yeah, yeah. the number 7 that didn't work at united the the at the moment the curse that's going on at united after cristiano's left and uh, uh, many believed that united could go toe to toe when with cavani and neymar being injured mm-hmm. but tuchel kind of managed it well you know yeah. so yeah take the viewers through the game Yeah, Tuchel shared Manchester United pretty well because what Manchester United do is their midfielders go high up the pitch with the attackers and try to create a situation where it creates a five v three numerical superiority situation. But what happens is they leave a lot of space behind, and that is what uh, PSG exploited throughout the game. I think the biggest uh, takeaway for Manchester United from this game was that uh, simply in terms of technical level, they are nowhere near the top uh, top clubs in Europe, and that is somewhere they have to. you know address in the summer window because uh, obviously the fans have been crying out for big name signings and signings that will improve the score but the biggest issue with manchester united at the moment is not the defensive issues it's, it's the technical quality of the team mm. apart from pogba i don't see any other midfielder that can turn the game around and to uh, to kel being such a meticulous coach he exploited that thing beautifully true that pogba got a red card that was yeah. a rash challenge any day a red card if you it, see yeah it escaped out any hopes that united had at paris and you know mbappe was uh Super. the uh, mbappe was in the picture di maria was in the picture but i'd like to point out marquinhos marquinhos and varati yeah. yeah. and marquinhos is a defender center back he was played in mid and he put in a great shift mm. and you have to commend you know varati uh, varati is one of those versatile guys who will turn up any at any ground mm-hmm. i was reading a tweet and uh, that's kind of true because you need your midfield to turn up especially yeah. because when you don't have those two key men in attack so kind of a sweet revenge for angel di maria yeah. who who currently after his celebration and whatever happened between him and the supporters he's under <laughs> investigation by probably might be suspended well that's yeah that's what, yeah that's for one uh, in the future and uh, the other games were roma's 2-1 victory against porto mm-hmm. well uh, technically speaking 
the teams that actually have an away goal tend to get away and go home and get the win isn't yeah, it yeah. how goal is, how important is that away goal for a team yeah it has been an increasing trend in europe right now to you know sit back uh, absorb the pressure and then hit on the counter and even uh, arsen wenger mentioned that in the 1960s when the rule was made for the away goals so that teams are not that defensive and play a more offensive game it has changed a bit right now in the modern era where teams go a bit defensive to protect their the clean sheet and then go to the away game and try to score a goal and progress due to the away goal so yeah that has been a problem and you know coaches are now saying to abolish that rule so that it's a fair game for both teams but the away goal rule adds a bit of spice to the european games that's that's for sure absolutely that's for sure yeah and one more thing is you mentioned about marquinhos's position and it's a big trend right now, right now in europe where ball playing center backs who are Correct. comfortable with passing yeah. are play are being played in the midfield as a defensive midfielder so that you know they can penetrate the lines and this is something also happening in fulham with callum chambers hmm. where ranieri has been playing him as a defensive midfielder where actually he's a center back and you know pep tried playing stones at uh, in yeah, in that place exactly, and yeah. there are many you know david luiz has played there in the past for yeah, chelsea yeah. so that kind of is the way going forward you know you are short on your midfielders uh, and you play your center back ahead who is more comfortable on the ball who can distribute well and who who doesn't succumb to the pressure that being applied mm-hmm. because it's all pressing counter pressing these days yeah. and uh, slomo uh let's get uh, our viewers before we get to real madrid ajax guys uh keep your eyes on nicolo zaniolo from roma a wonder kid who inter milan sold in a deal with nainggolan cash plus zaniolo and uh, he's going to turn out to be a great player who's just scoring he's the prince of rome if totti <laughs> is the king of rome he's the prince of rome at the moment and then let's just let's just go to ajax versus real madrid slomo and as you mentioned there was a, a, a real madrid 2-1 winners they have two away goals yeah. and uh, it's a long way back for ajax in the second leg but what were the highlights of these game this game oh, uh, so i i think ajax totally dominated this game like they were like on top of madrid like they they had a lot of chances and even uh, the uh, controversial part was the uh, uh, var and ajax had a total of 19 shots on goal compared to madrid's uh, 13 and a total of 17 chances created yeah that's a lot so that's a lot so and, and just one scored and you, yeah and you could see i i could see the old um, ajax coming back of uh, johan cruyff like what he has started in the 70s in the 80s is now right is uh, is now right there at at ajax and they they played a very uh, they they started pressing Madrid from the uh, start decided to hound them quite a lot. Um, mm. uh, Madrid's uh, they uh, survived the onslaught and they got two uh, two goals. Um, the VAR decision I felt was a little bit unfair because a Courtois could have maybe just put his hand out, but it it was given for offside, right? If, yeah, if, yeah. If I'm not wrong. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I ask. I think there are a lot of chances they couldn't capitalize, but. I really, really love the way they have been playing and the free, the free-flowing football, and it's it's a sight to watch them play against the defending champions and holding their own 
in in a champions league ground 16 times absolutely a legacy club isn't it yeah. super yeah, a legacy yeah. club uh, who's bounded by and who's always johan cruyff will always be in the spirits mm-hmm. that guy was a genius and let's get on to a young genius from real madrid super and he scored the winner in that real madrid ajax game marco asensio, asensio is yeah. he going to be the next big star next the next big galactico and be sold for like over 100 billion <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't say that for sure that he will sold for 100 million or not but yeah he has a potential to be one of the biggest stars in Real Madrid but at the moment there's uh, quite a competition in Real Madrid for the wing position now with uh, Vinicius Jr stepping up Gareth Bale has to step up since he's the marquee player for them and there are other players that there's Lucas Vazquez so yeah Marco Asensio will have to step up his game to be the player that Real Madrid can rely on comfortably and one more thing about Ajax is like to say that they the Ajax team is pretty young you mm. know to play in the Champions League and they were very brave throughout the game mm. they pressed Real Madrid right from the minute one they were not afraid to you know take on the Galacticos that Real Madrid have and yes Real Madrid are not in great form and they are in lingering issues in defense but at the end of the day it is Real Madrid and you have to play you know with a certain bravery to you know to impose their game even Frankie De Jong you know completely marked Modric out of the game so i was really impressed by Ajax's performance but at the end of the day Real Madrid have the experience of Champions League where you know they can absorb pressure and later hit the teams on a counter attack and mm. that's how they scored the two goals and not to forget the one game more that happened in the Champions League Tottenham's 3-0 win over BVB where BVB yeah. were touted to you know r- roll them over supro whom did they miss the most marco ruiz without a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt you know godzer is not a center forward um, lucian favre has tried that uh, tried that idea a lot of times this season but it hasn't worked well uh, mario godzer doesn't have the physicality to play up front i think they missed a lot of players due to injuries absolutely you know even their back four wasn't the first choice back four even paco alisson missed the missed the game through a shoulder injury lucas pas uh, lucas P- pistek was yeah. not there manuel akanji was in present and you know julian weigel that key player yeah. in the midfield so who yeah they missed a lot of players Absolutely. and i think lucian favre won't be that disappointed with the result because at the end of the day their biggest uh, objective this season is to simply win the bundesliga and for that if they have to rest players in champions league and forego that competition Absolutely. i think the fans will accept that as long as they win the bundesliga but can uh, bbb uh, pull off I, th- i i think versus a malaga in 2012 13 yeah they yeah. came back as a crazy game at at the a comeback a comeback yeah, yeah. yeah. very difficult to keep a clean sheet is tottenham that's correct the correct and you know uh, th- that was 1-1 super away away to malaga it was 1-1 mm-hmm. and then uh, th- there were two goals scored in stoppage time well yeah, champions league and well knockout games you never know what might happen yeah. and um, Uh, talking about knockout games and talking about knockout rounds, let's uh, focus no, our no, attention. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no we have to. I, uh, I'm your unbiased host, guys. Whatever. Um, there was a shock in Belarus last last night in the Europa oh, League, oh, oh. and Unai Emery's men succumbed to a one-nil defeat. A, a toothless performance uh, that's being said. The internet's gone crazy. Mm. Uh, the full form of bait, by the way, is beat Arsenal Thursday evening. That's what the full form is being now. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, beep, beep that, beep yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, M A S T E R and B A T. B E T. Yeah. All the spelling that you know. Um, guys, uh, your thoughts on the game and uh, where uh, it's obvious that Arsenal lack creativity and their number ten wasn't in it. Yeah, Supro and. 
you know you know i've watched arsenal for quite some time now and in, in my time as an arsenal fan i haven't seen a performance that arsenal have simply failed to you know penetrate the opposition and i didn't i hardly saw any vertical passes where you know we broke the lines we made kolasinac go inside the box and make cutback situations all of that was sideways passing gundozi passing it to uh, mustafi mustafi passing it back to gundozi hardly any creativity in the team hardly any guile and due to our defensive mistake uh bad policy of score their only goal in the game also one more thing which i observed was that when bad policy countered us our players were simply jogging <laughs> walking back <laughs> rather than running back and taking the ball back there was lack of intensity in the game i think in the back of their minds they thought yeah it's a, it's a team that hasn't played for two months we are a much better team talent wise we our fitness is much better than them so we can you know pull off a result but you know competency. you complacency yeah. took over our performance and we paid a heavy price for it and um Shlomo, can you do you think we can overturn Arsenal can overturn this? Yeah, uh, uh, definitely. If if they play, uh, uh, Lacazette is not playing the second leg, so I think Aubameyang will will definitely start the second leg, and uh, we should comfortably I think beat them at, at least by a two or three nil margin and go through the second leg. But it's a tough uh, tough ask. We have just maybe pull uh, pull ourselves together and. Uh, Uh, come to uh, together at the Emirates. And Supro, uh, uh, Slobo says that you two nil, three nil. Mm-hmm. But do you think seeing this defense, a clean sheet is possible? Also, Lacaz had got a red card. You yeah. know, he he was that's it. That's in the heat of the moment. But you have to keep your head calm. Yeah, that's. Uh, and uh, so my question is, can they keep a clean sheet and can they overturn it? What's yeah, I take? think we can keep a clean sheet, and yes, I think we can overturn it because uh, Bad Wolves' goal came from a set piece. Absolutely. Apart from that, in open play they hardly created anything. So at the Emirates, I think we should dominate them, and I won't be surprised if we win by four or five nil. To be very honest, uh, it it was a one-off game. Uh, True that. The the, the 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 loss has been a one-off. We can't you know deny that. We can't simply overreact to the result. I think we will pull it off at the Emirates, and but it's a it's a reality check and it's a warning that even if we if we start you know being complacent against teams we are, which we are supposed to beat then you know there will be shocks in, in the future mm. and you know there's a there's this line the wonderful status from supro by the way that when emery beat tottenham and chelsea he was a tactical genius but when he fails to you know beat <laughs> master bit because of a lackluster performance hiring him was a mistake the bunch of flip flops in the arsenal fan base makes my skin crawl true isn't it very true isn't it like half of them don't even know what management is so uh, prasad i think you keep saying that um, give emery four transfer windows and i think that holds to uh, give him some time and then judge him on on his performance very right? true very true and you we, people have to realize that even pep guardiola needed 3 million and six transfer windows Jurgen Klopp needed seven transfer windows and four hundred million, and still they are, they are can they cannot be classified as clear title winners. So yeah. Emery has just got seven months, fifty million, and that too nothing in January. Denis Suarez loan. We don't know how the player will turn out and how he's going to be. He's just a permanent, exactly. uh, short term option. So uh, with Ozil and Ramsey leaving and all the mess, people should really stop. you know making a big fuss out of it yeah. yeah this season for arsenal is a wash anything like top 4 and europa yeah it it's it ca- yeah it's bonus. a bonus correct i think the biggest issue with arsenal fans is that they cannot you know uh, they cannot believe that um, 
Una Emery has just simply frozen out Mesut Ozil from the team yeah. because Mesut Ozil is a huge favorite amongst the Arsenal fan base, and whenever Mesut Ozil plays, we usually play well. We, we create the chances that lead to the goals, and that is that is what exactly Arsenal fans cannot digest at the moment because we are struggling to create chances. Even against uh, Cardiff City, we scored two goals, but th- those two goals came from the geniuses of our strikers. So that's an issue at the moment, but I think we will, you know, uh, will somehow finish the season strongly. So we got some confident reviews from the Arsenal fans here, and um, that's everything from this episode of the unofficial VAR. The reviewing part is done. Well, uh, before we go, we'd like to announce that you know we'd be doing something called as matches to look out for in the weekend, and. Uh, this might not be a weekend game this has if it's scheduled that way by the way the fa cup is back the magic of the fa cup round number 5 manchester united versus chelsea well for indian audience it's a monday night game and uh, also don't forget that uh, we also have atlanta versus milan in the serie a also don't forget to watch the other games don't forget to watch real madrid and barca matches we might have we will have a lot for you in the coming episode also supro are we missing out anything on the bundesliga thing or something yeah yeah in the bundesliga there's a brilliant title is brewing at the moment between dortmund and uh, bayern munich and if football fans love football so much they, they cannot miss that out absolutely slow mo before we close and before one by one guys your predictions for united versus chelsea in the fa cup um I think uh, maybe a Chelsea 2-1 win. Uh, Sari Chelsea is known to bounce back from defeats and maybe bring it together and a 2-1 Chelsea win is my is is my prediction. Mm, super. Uh, Chelsea to win on penalties. Chelsea to win on penalties. What about super. Yours? Me myself um uh, I hope that the high, uh, Marlboro sales go higher and higher <laughs> and higher. Um and uh, I'm predicting a victory for United but uh, that's that and uh, uh, prasad i think you miss the masala uh, seriously i miss the masala man jose mourinho uh, that would have been great like two managers uh, <laughs> two of these managers <laughs> going at it yeah. mourinho going at sari's face sari giving him a puff of cigarette well guys if you have heard a lot of malbro and heineken we do not encourage smoking and drinking so that's just banter and i hope you keep it that way There's i hope nothing wrong with drinking <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so bro okay <laughs> and uh, keep listening to the unofficial var we'll be coming we have some exciting news following the next episode and uh, don't forget to check us out on uh, the hub hopper app thank you once again uh, we are the unofficial var here's your host prasad bhutkar signing out with slowmo and suprati bye 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 I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.